Say spooky. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> Welcome to Foundations of Emo, hosted by Claire and Danny. Each episode, we take one of our favorite bands and dive deep into their history and origin, reminiscing on our own emo roots along the way. Yeah, We did it half and half. <laughs> I was like, each episode we take one of our, and then I was like, one of our what? <laughs> what are we taking? <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, we're not even taking any bands in this episode. <laughs> it's a lie. Everything is a lie. It is a lie. Happy Halloween. Welcome to our Halloween special. Mm. Good evening. <laughs> Why do I feel like you've been practicing that? <laughs> Just every day in my life, not specifically for the pod. I know this is a podcast, but you should really see my stunning green fringe that I have going on. Yes, go to the Instagram and check out our beautiful Halloween costumes. I obviously had to pick the, the cat ears, but it came with a green fringe, so I just had to go for it. And I'd like to point out that we're recording this on Friday the 13th. No! <laughs> it's a spooky spooky, and I'm wearing a Freddy Krueger jumper, which doesn't go with the theme, but it's fine. It's I'm all Halloween. A- Cool. Yeah, I did notice that as well. Yeah. Actually, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. sticking to the theme. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so we are just back. Well, we're not just back. We're back a week from Manchester. We're going to see Faf. This time last week, we were literally just arrived in Manchester. Aww. Yeah, were we on the flight? No, shortest flight ever. Yeah, you're literally up in the air and then you come back down. Actually, we have a funny airport story. <laughs> oh my god, in my head, I'm like, do we? What? Oh. So basically, we got to the airport, we like knew how much time we had and everything. We're like, we're on our little holiday, we're going to have a Prosecco. Well, we went to a stupid bar that charged a fortune and gave us... 11 euro for a Prosecco out of a plastic cup. It had a plastic cup, and I don't mean like a plastic Prosecco glass, I mean like a plastic cup, a white plastic cup from a kid's birthday party. (laughs) So we had one and then we were like, let's go find the gate and see if there's a bar closer to the gate. So we go for a little ramble, realise there's no bar close to the gate. The gate was very far away. And we still had half an hour and we were like, fuck it, let's just go back to the other bar and get another Prosecco. And we've got loads of time to get to our gate. So we go to the proper bar, get a Prosecco in a glass. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, isn't the gate closing in five minutes? We better make a move. So we down our Prosecco like shots. Well, you down to that. And we start walking towards the gate quite quickly just to make yeah, sure. Yeah, but like, we weren't like, you know, panicking. We were yeah, just, we were like, it's fi- a, a five minute walk to the gate and we have five minutes. So yeah. we're absolutely fine. And then this couple run past us at the speed of light. And Claire is like, they're on our flight. I knew they're on our flight because I've been standing waiting for Danny. And when they walk past me, they the what do you call them the signs with the gates and all around them and they're like oh they're in manchester at this time so i knew they're on the same flight they came like daddy said sprinting past us and like talk about herd mentality me and danny were like oh fuck <laughs> so we run to our gate obviously they're like downstairs and around like, corners and like it was that scene in home alone that <laughs> when the family are running through the airport and we get to the gate and we run up and there's nobody else queuing. And your man, like, you were like, they look quite chill, like, the yeah. two at the gate. And we were like, <laughs> we run up and we're like, hello, can we, is the flight gone? Can we get on the flight? <laughs> the guy's like, we haven't even uh, started boarding yet, so you're fine. You can yeah, just sit he, down. He actually used the words, you're a bit early. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, and we were like, what? We thought we'd missed the flight. But I just, all the people that were sitting there waiting must have had such a laugh. And then when they did start boarding the plane, we had to casually go up and be like, it's fine, whatever. We don't care if we miss this. It's totally fine. We're chill. We're chill. 
But anyway, it was a very, very short flight. Very, well, I was going to say uneventful. There was turbulence. And for those who don't know, I have a severe fear of flying. And I just know the air hostess was handing me my drink. And I looked at you and the plane was going like up and down and up and down. And you just looked at me. You're like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm having a very, very bad time. <laughs> but then it was literally 10 minutes to landing after that. So As she was handing you your wine, it was like, ah, please get ready for landing. And I'm here like, oh no. <laughs> We got there. We did get there. And then Manchester was nicer than I expected. Is that offensive to Mancunian? Man- Mancunians? I don't know what I was expecting. It was very... Um, uh, how do I say this without... There was nothing to do. Yeah, but I feel it was similar if you just had a wander around Dublin city centre. If you came to Dublin, like there Probably true, wouldn't be yeah. much to do. Yeah. I think it had a really nice vibe. We found Affleck's place or Affleck's Arcade if you have ever been to Manchester and you're a big smelly goth like us, you'll you'll have known about it because I've had several people say it to me since. That place is cool. That Super was cool. that was really cool. And then that, that whole area is all full of vintage shops and record shops and everything and it was just good vibes yeah, around there. Yeah, that was there. a cool area. Cool people as well. Yeah, it was nice. Except everyone was having a pint with their breakfast, <laughs> which was just bananas to me. We were like sitting there getting breakfast and there was, everyone was drinking coffee and a pint. Yeah. With a fry. At like 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah, there was a match on, so maybe... The match was at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, each to their own. And then we went to see Funeral for a Friend. To say I had the best time. It was so good. Now, it was the 20th anniversary of... Uh, casually dressed and deep in conversation so we knew they were going to play the entire album we weren't 100% sure if they were going to play it in order because obviously their bigger tracks are all at the start of the album so we didn't know what to expect kind of yeah but they just started from the beginning and went through it yeah and it was brilliant it was funny because a little bit through it Matt stopped and was like I have to check the set list to see what's next and he was laughing and was like you probably know what's coming yeah yeah but obviously bands don't usually play their entire album from start to finish yeah so and it was the first night of the tour as well but it was just like as soon as they came out and played that first song I was like <sighs> like I turned feral when they <laughs> when they come on I was like standing there all casually cool casually cool. casually dressed casually cool and then we started singing I was just like something just takes over you and you're just singing along like screaming the words so good I just think we have so many funeral friend memories and like that's yeah. such a big part of like my teenagers that yeah. album well their first two albums really I was just like, oh my God. And I listened to the Sappening podcast. Yeah. Uh, they had two of the lads from Funeral for Friends on it. And they were kind of like, what's the plan? What's Funeral going to do next? Because technically they're not even together, but they just yeah. came to do this reunion tour. And they were like, oh, we'll just see what happens. Like we like meeting up and playing every now and then. Because yeah. they did it for a charity thing a couple of years ago. And they were like, sure, ours is 20 in two years time. Oh my God, we have to go to that. And I was like, oh my God, if they do that, I'm going. I don't care where. I'll go. Sheffield hopefully because <laughs> we need to go to Sheffield our life goal is to go to Sheffield just to go to the Ollie Sykes yeah place <laughs> his bar and restaurant but they did say at the end he did say that that they don't know what they're doing next or like what the future holds for them but they just like coming together and playing music I was like I like when you come together as well they're so cute because they're they're obviously they're Welsh their little accents they're like we'll just see what happens that's not an Welsh accent <laughs> oh my gosh. what was that <laughs> But they're just like, we'll see what happens and we'll just, they just seem real chilled. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, something else will come up and we'll do something else. So, I don't, I don't think I was expecting that many people to be at it. 
I, I think my favorite part was like everybody knew every word. Yeah. The audience were so good. There was a guy and his girlfriend beside me and like I nearly had my arm around them at one stage because like we were on such just the same vibe. Yeah. I was just like, yes, they were singing every single word. I was not on the same vibe as the girl beside me. <laughs> she seemed to be real aggro. I was like, what is your problem? She wasn't actually there at the start. So she must have like swapped places with someone or I don't know, the person beside me actually left. But like, she was really like protective of her space, if you know what I mean. And I don't think I'm that annoying. <laughs> like, I like to think I'm not one of these people that's like bashing into everyone and everything. But I was like, there's enough room for everyone. Just chill out. You don't yeah. have to squash me in the way with your big elbows. <laughs> but it was, it was an amazing gig. Like, we will, I will say. I don't know, I was going to say we, I don't know, I have to speak for you as well, but like, Matt's voice, not quite there, but at the gig you don't hear it because everybody's singing along, so you're not listening, like you can only hear your own voice singing, but when I listened back to the recordings I was like, hmm. Because you had said this to me before we went, that apparently his voice is terrible now, I was like, I'm sure it's not that bad. And when we were there listening to it, I was like, I think I turned around to you and said it. I was like, his voice is amazing. It's just so good. And then we listened to videos and I was like, hmm, maybe it was my voice I was hearing. That was amazing. <laughs> I thought I was mad. But also, then I have to kind of think, sure, the lad's like, what, in his 40s now? They're like mid-40s now. Do I really care if his voice is not the same as it was when he was 20? No, I'm not there to hear his good voice, mm. you know? But yeah, I would definitely recommend go go see them. I think this is sold out and probably by the time this goes up, then it's probably over because yeah. it was a pretty short tour. But if they do tour in two years, go and see them. The vibes are immaculate. Also, we're going to mention the like unexpected surprise. Unexpected surprise. Surprise is always unexpected. What? Like the, the ship song. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously played the album from start to finish. And then they were like, you know, doing the one more tune kind of thing. And I like, I don't know, the way the band were acting on stage, I knew they were going to do something else. But I was like, oh my God, that album's over. So they could play anything. Yeah. And they played Streetcar. Streetcar. Oh, they did uh, this year's most open heartbreak, first of all, which I like nearly, there was nearly poo on the floor. Like I was so excited. But did they not start with Streetcar because they came out and they had the phone ringing and we were all like, I can't feel the same bad tune anymore. Hello? Hello? (laughs) I can't feel the same about you anymore. I don't know. I feel like they did this year's most open because I felt like they were going kind of in order because that's my brain started trying to figure out what they would play next. Oh, right. Okay. So they played this year's most open heartbreak streetcar and then... Roses for the Dead. No, then uh, Into Oblivion. From the Ships album. Yeah. Yeah, Because I was thinking like it's like in order like that. And then everyone left. (laughs) Loads of people were like, well, this must be their last song. It's the fucking Ships song. Whirly evening. So loads of people left and... I can't lie, like, I kind of jammed along to it. I was like, ah! There is video yeah. evidence of us singing along to it as well. It was actually quite good. And then they played another song afterwards, and I was like, no, everyone's going to miss this. Cause I they left. played History. No, History oh, was yes. what they closed on. Yes, yeah, yeah. They played Roses for the Dead and then History, I think. Mm. Yeah, so good. 10 out of 10. So Impeccable good. vibes. Buzzing for our next trip, which is in less than two weeks. Like, a week and a half. Jesus Christ. Can't cope. Like, <laughs> Jet said life is not for me. Yeah. We were crying. like shells of people on Sunday. I can't even describe it. I don't think me and Claire like talked to each other the whole day. We were just like I dead. Traveling. It's just the whole rigmarole of uh, getting to the airport and you have to be there early and you have to get on the plane and then you have to get off the plane and then you have to get a train. And then... I hate it. Well, we did it and we're doing it again. We're doing it again. In Brussels Adventure to see Fall Out Boy yes. in a week and a half. 
we are working on a video of our little Manchester trip, but I have been very busy with college and just life in general. So I will get it done as soon as possible. Yeah, Danny said we, but really it's Danny. I'm not doing a thing. It'll be on our Instagram page at some stage. <laughs> so you can see our little Manchester adventures and what we got yes. up to. But now onto the spooky stuff. Spooky spirit. Sperry? It was scary. a dark and stormy night. And so, I've, I've come here to talk about some scary things. And I've decided that the scariest thing in the entire world is men. <laughs> I was going to say, she's going to say something like Claire's face. Or... <laughs> I'm waiting for men dating apps oh please men yeah. that's a horror story <laughs> that's the, bi- the worst horror story of all time <laughs> no but really we're here to talk about Halloween and scary stuff so I thought we'd start with the first question yeah which is like do you believe in paranormal or spooky stuff ghosts have you ever had any experiences I uh... Yeah, like, I think I had an experience, but then I think back and I'm like, did I make that up? Was that a dream? <laughs> I don't know. I always maintain that I, like, looked out my window and so- I can't even say this now because it sounds so weird. Saw a man dressed as, like, oh, maybe it was a dream. Do you remember, <laughs> Do you remember your man from Hocus Pocus in the white shirt and the, like, leggings? The one that gets, does he get turned into a cat? Is that great, Binks? Yeah. Is that what he's wearing? Yeah. Like that kind of old-fashioned... Mm. Yeah, looked out my window and saw a man wearing those kind of clothes standing there. And he was just, like, gazing up. And he turned and walked away. And I was like, that's a ghost. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me, Indy, the other day, I was trying to wake her up for school, and I was shaking her, shaking her, and being like, come on, get out of bed, come on, come on. And she turned around to me, and she goes, he had spaghetti eyes. And I don't know what it means, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Oh, He had spaghetti eyes. And I've really? asked her about it and she doesn't know what I'm talking about. So it must have been a dream she was having. Maybe of someone with spaghetti eyes. That bloody huggy wuggy thing just terrifies me. <laughs> it's funny, I don't know if I believe, like sometimes. Like I, I would like to believe, but I don't know if I do believe. I've never had an experience. I think when my cat stares into a space, I'm like, there's something there. What's he looking at? Probably a spider in your face. <laughs> yeah, probably, but... I don't know. I like to think... Like, I'm open to it. I'd, I'd like to believe it. I'm not like, oh my God, that's a load of shite. Why but... would we like to believe it? That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I had a, a really spooky experience when I was in San Francisco. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Basically, I was like traveling around a little part of America. And one of the stops was San Francisco. And, you know, they can be kind of weird in hotels about um, you have to have a credit card on file. In America, they're really weird about it. They're like, yeah, it has to be a credit card and a debit card doesn't count. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't own a credit card. And I was like trying to do research into the hotels I was staying at to see if I needed a credit card. So I Google like the name of the hotel and I'm like, is blah, 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 blah. I can't even remember the name of the hotel now. And the first thing that came up was like haunted. And I was like, sorry? <laughs> I just don't know about the credit card situation, not the ghost situation. So of course I click in and I'm like tra- reading all these horror stories about spooky things that happened to people when they stayed there. And I was like, surely not. That's a load of shite. And then I completely forgot about it. I was there like with my ex and like I, we were going to leave the room or something. We were getting ready in the morning. We were going to go out for the day and explore San Francisco. And I walked into the bedroom and like there was a drawer that was just like, or like the wardrobe door was open, I think. 
And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that wasn't. And he was with me. Like we both went into the bathroom to brush our teeth and we walked back into the bedroom. The wardrobe door was open. And I was like, that's really weird. That definitely wasn't like, we definitely didn't leave it open. We didn't even use the wardrobe. Closed it and was like thinking nothing of it. The next day, same thing. Like we were just leaving the room or whatever, turn around and there was a drawer that was open. And he was like proper panicking and he was like, testing the drawer to be like no this is too heavy it wasn't it didn't fall open like this yeah yeah. you have to like pull it hard to get it to open and then I tried it as well and it was the same and I was like okay now I'm getting freaked out because I can't explain it like the wardrobe door could have been anything this is the second weird thing that's happened and I don't like it this is (laughs) I suddenly believed when I started experiencing it and then later on that day or something again we were both together and we walked back into the room and there was like a wine bottle that, or it was a wine or water or like something that came in the room like that. And it was like balanced on top of something else. And it had a big like nail mark Ugh, on the label. No, thank you. Like, you know the way a Bulmer's label, like you can I kind of leave. scrape it. Yeah. I freaked out. I was like, nope, I'm not staying here. I don't like the nail mark. It feels, it feels negative. It feels dangerous. <laughs> I don't like it. And I was panicking to such a point, like I had tears in my eyes, like that pure like panic. And then my ex said it was him the whole time. So, right. I didn't want to say it, okay? But when you said you had a real scary experience, what did you say? I don't know what word you used in San Francisco. I was like... Bet it was him. No, well, literally, I was like, well, just being there with him would be a horror... But he, like, I have to say, fair play, because he was with me every time. And then we'd walk back into the room and something had happened. So he must have, like, followed me out of the room. And obviously I wasn't thinking that he was back there doing spooky shit. He's obviously just a good actor. <laughs> yeah. And then he would act as scared as me. So then I was like, like that freaked me I out as well. Him. That, oh, no, no, oh no, yes, no. there were choice no. words. But I, I did fully believe in hauntings there for a while. But why is it that most hauntings seem to happen in America or is it just that nobody else talks about them that much or maybe, maybe it's just because the population is so big that there's more ghosts because there's definitely loads of like Japanese ghost stories and stuff like that as oh, well yeah, that's so true, yeah. I think it's just bigger populations mm. and then we've got so many Irish legends about banshees and oh yeah the puka and like things like that so what's the puka I don't really know the story to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of Indy's books so will we tell a spooky story that we've done research yeah. on? Yeah. So we tried to look up some music related ghost stories for the pod. Which it is, was much harder than you would think. Yes, because a lot of the bands that we like or in this genre have written a song called Ghosts. They've written something to do with horror. There's one of the band names will be Ghost Stories or something. In fact, I think there was a band called Ghost Stories. So when you were looking it up, it was like all this band. I was like, no, that's not what I want. ASMR. (laughs) Yeah, that's a real satisfying sound. So the ghost story I have is from Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. Are you ready? I'm ready. So Parkway Drive were on tour and playing in an old music hall called Kane's Ballroom which has all these portraits of old cowboys and cowgirls around it. So Winston McCall, the singer, said his wife was actually on tour with them and she refused to even go into the venue and stayed on the tour bus because she thought it was so creepy. So when the band were on stage, Winston kept feeling something tugging on his shirt 
And he said, it wasn't that weird because normally... <laughs> Gave that, me the willies. <laughs> normally that does happen because he blows so many mics during the show that the tech will be like pulling at him to give him another mic. But he said he kept feeling it and turning around and there was no one there. So after the gig, he was talking to the sound guy and the sound guy said he had actually left after three songs because he felt someone pulling at his shirt and when he had his hands on the mixing desk, he felt hands on top of his. Oh no! Them. I don't like that! <laughs> and then he said something... Me! I don't really believe in anything. No! <laughs> like, imagine that sensation of... No! <laughs> I don't want to. Something like, on top of your hands, moving it. And then apparently something pushed him over, so he was like, fuck this, I'm out. And then the venue staff told him the place was haunted by a lady in red and pulls on shirts to ask for help. No. Terrifying. And if you look up the venue on Wikipedia, it's one of the 10 most haunted places in the US. Apparently it is a really haunted venue and there's all these stories of like people seeing these this lady in red and stuff like that, so... No, thank you! Nope. Nope. Nope, out of there. Oh, the idea of the hands really freaks me out. I suppose that's kind of like a Ouija board, like, because they're supposed it's to exactly kind of what I thought guide of. Yeah. you. Yeah. So tell me about... Your like Halloween memories. Well, Halloween Halloween memories. Thanks for the memories. Do I have? Yeah. Like, t- do you have like a best Halloween you ever had, or like something like that? Um, I love Halloween, but I don't know why. <laughs> I love like the atmosphere and all the kind of lead up to it and all the things associated with it. And I used to always, for some reason, think I had to have like a really cool costume. Like, it couldn't just be, like, a witch. I had to be, like, something cool. And I distinctly remember, I must have been, like, eight, maybe. And I dressed up as, like, some snow queen or something. I painted my face white and wore blue lipstick and a tiara. And then I stole the dress off my mom, which turned out to be her wedding dress, which I didn't (laughs) know. And put it on and was like, I'm an ice queen. And I just thought I was the business. And it was a pretty cool costume, actually, now that I look back at it. Um... And then one year I dressed up as Dead Riding Hood, which I thought was great. Not enough people saw it for it to be appreciated. Yeah. Hate that. Hate a waste of a good costume. <laughs> then there was a year I did the typical, was that like a dead angel or something? An emo angel? Something that I don't fucking nice. know. Um, and then I was Medusa one year. That's cool. How did you do that? No, not very well. So <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I always have to have the best costume. <laughs> It was shite. (laughs) (laughs) So I did like a... What did I... Oh, yeah. So there's a makeup thing. You know that like netting for like fish Mm. tights? I just like put it on my face and like did green on it so it looked like scales. But you didn't have like snake hair? I did kind of. As in I had plastic snakes, which I like... I think I put on like a crown or something. And then I wore like a green dress. It was fine. Like, I mean, I tried, but not as... (laughs) Oh, I was poison ivy one year, which was cool, but only because I had red hair. Yeah, I wanted to do Poison Ivy a couple of years ago and I bought like clothes to wear and I just needed to buy some ivy and like I had this whole makeup look planned and it was going to be unreal and then it was COVID. So there was no Halloween. (laughs) And every year I'm like, maybe I'll do it this year. But now I'm just couldn't really be arsed. Yeah. Because I don't do anything. And especially now that I have Indy, like I just bring her trick or treating. So yeah, it's it's all about the kids now, isn't it? I have like did a skull face one year, like to bring her trick-or-treating and you know stuff like that but yeah. it's a lot of effort <laughs> that's, yeah <laughs> just, I think i'm that. not there for it 
I did that like half school face thing one year, you know, the thing that everyone does. Mm. And it was so much effort. Like you just want to give up halfway through it. You're like, ugh. Yeah. I did like kind of a half pumpkin one a couple of years when she was like very small. She was dressed up as a pumpkin and I was like, I'll do pumpkin makeup on me. And I did this whole like half pumpkin thing. And obviously she didn't go trick or treating because she was a baby. So I just kind of answered the door with her with me with half a pumpkin face and then I was like I think I'm gonna go to the shop and get like something to drink and I went a little like that and the guy was just like cool makeup and I was like thank you and then I wheeled my baby out of there with my half pumpkin face (laughs) at least someone appreciated it yeah I don't know if he was being sarcastic to be fair he was like a bored teenager on the tail and little (laughs) what is Indy dressing up as she's gonna be a cat which is yeah I'd like to borrow my cat ears and my green fringe when she was a like tiny baby, baby costumes are so cute yeah. that I bought like multiples, like she was a pumpkin and a spider and a ballerina and like a little fairy. And I just kept putting different costumes on her every day because it was just so cute. And then when she was two, I dressed her up as Chucky because she was the perfect height and she was like toddling around like that. Um, and we sprayed her hair orange and everything and she's got oh. like the crazy kind of hair like Chucky did. It was the same length, like it was perfect. That was her best costume. And then when she was three, like, oh, she was Jack last year. Yeah. The year before that, she was a fridge. <laughs> she, for weeks, I was like, what do you want to dress up as for Halloween when she was three? And she was like, fridge. And I was like, okay. And then I came back to her a while later and was like, what do you want to dress up as? And she was like, a fridge. And I was like, right, I need to make this happen. Built a whole fridge costume. I actually remember unreal. you telling me this. Yeah. That, yeah. But she was kind of sick last year, so I couldn't even do her makeup properly or anything because she just wasn't well. We And it was our first year where she was a really good age for trick-or-treating. Yeah. But we didn't. We did about three houses. She's like, I want to go home. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, we've been waiting for this day. Um, and then she got home and threw up, so <laughs> she Fair just enough. wasn't well. And then this year she's like a cat. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fine. Oh, I think it's amazing. And she's been wearing the tail around the house. And I'm like, are you a little furry? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, maybe I could be a witch. Because, like, you could be my cat and I'll be the yeah, witch. Yeah, yeah. She was like, no. So, that's the end of that. Speak of the devil. Hi. What's up? Do you want to be on the podcast? Really? What? what? Oh, we're wearing your oh, hair pants. <laughs> really? Do you, do you want to be on the podcast? Yep. Here's This is your opportunity. This is your moment. Now you need to talk about what is your favorite thing about Halloween? Sheets. <laughs> what are you dressing up as for Halloween? Black cat. Black cat. Can I be your witch? Yeah. I can? Yeah. You told me no. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough. She said it now. Thank you for your contribution. Will you go to bed now, please? Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. When you don't give me my hair on the back. Oh, fair enough. Do you not think they look great, though? You look silly. <laughs> we have only spent one Halloween together, as far as I can remember. Oh my god, did we spend a Halloween? I I'm sorry, I can't remember. It was a house party when we were like 16 or 17. What did we dress up as? I was dressed up as the girl Violet from The Incredibles. What was I dressed up as? I can't remember, I've been trying to think about it all day. Was I there? Yeah, it was a, one of your friends' parties. I didn't even know whose house we were in. I don't think it was. It was. Whose house? I don't know whose house it was. I can't remember what it was one of your friends. I know I didn't drink at the time and I was drinking my kick from Tesco. That was like... Oh my God, do you remember Tesco value Red Bull. Hilarious. <laughs>
I'm and gonna block that out in my memory. And all, it was like the worst costume ever. I wanted to be Violet from The Incredibles because I had a big fringe and she always had her hair like over her face. So I was like, this is perfect. And I just did nothing about the costume really. And then I just, I didn't even have like the mask. So I just drew it on with eyeliner, just black, like ha- over half my face. <laughs> and I remember talking to your friend at the party, one of the guys, uh, and we ended up having a little a little kiss. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I wish I could see your face. Oh my God, he didn't say that. Please, please. He did. <laughs> no. Because half my face was just eyeliner. The other half was a fringe. Uh, it's kind of ringing bells but then I'm like what did I dress up as though? I don't recall not one of my cool costumes mm. would that have been Dead Riding Hood? no no should have been though <laughs> I don't know I gave up on costumes after that I went through a phase of just being like oh I'm an army girl I'm a yeah I was a unicorn for my 30th birthday because my birthday is around Halloween so we, we usually like do things but to say I put so little effort in, I put a pair of pyjamas on me that had unicorns on them and I got a hairband that had... For your 30th, you wore pyjamas? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I roll. You went into your 30s how you me- meant to go on. Exactly. Just pure comfort. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> Do you have a spooky story? I have story? a spooky story. It is about My Chemical Romance when they were recording the Black Parade. Who else would it be about? So, just a little side note, when I was doing my research, I found out that Frank Yero is a massive fan of Halloween, and he was born on Halloween, oh, it's his birthday. I think I knew that. And he has Halloween tattooed across his knuckles. Oh, that's so cute. Which I think is cool, and now I'm sad I have well read. <laughs> that's not spooky. So basically, Mike M wanted to go to a cool location to record the Black Parade, and they settled on the Paramore Mansion in Los Angeles, which is allegedly haunted. I'm telling you, it's always in America. (laughs) So the Paramore was built in the 1920s for a silent movie star and his oil heiress wife. However, the estate was touched by tragedy right from the get-go when the aforementioned oil heiress wife was mortally wounded in a car accident on nearby Mulholland Drive and died of her injuries in the mansion. Her husband, mad with grief... (laughs) could no longer bear to be in the home and it began to cycle through many interesting lives. So during the years, it was an all-girls school, then a convent for an order of Franciscan nuns who later housed orphans there before becoming what most old mansions eventually become a wedding venue. Oh, I thought you were going to say haunted. (laughs) That as well. There were a few movies shot there and then some TV episodes, but one thing everyone agreed on over all those years was that the place was haunted as fuck. (laughs) This is literally an article. And they I read. were like, oh, let's go there. <laughs> so obviously they're like trying to get some vibes going for the Black Parade. Yeah. Like, let's go to a haunted place. And <laughs> wait till you hear what happened. So almost immediately, the band realized they had made a grave mistake. In the liner notes of the album, the band describes how oppressively awful the vibes in the house were. There was an unshakable feeling of dread that lay heavy everywhere. And often felt they felt that they were being watched. Upon arriving, bassist Mikey Way was filled with a strange feeling, a discomfort that eventually caused him to temporarily leave the band. What? Yeah, this story is wild. So Mikey was already battling serious mental health concerns at the time. He had depression and drug and alcohol addiction. And he visibly deteriorated during their stay in the mansion. Like visibly, apparently, he like 
looked horrific. So he ended up staying in the estate's most haunted room, the atmosphere of which only exacerbated his inner turmoil, which led him to first sleeping on the floor of Gerard's room, then to leaving the mansion entirely to seek help. He was just like, I'm out, and he just left. But he left the band, he just like left one day. (laughs) So one night after he left, Gerard heard guitarist Ray Toro strumming a medley of Ozzy Osbourne songs, clearly upset over something. And Gerard began playing a guitar himself, and the two wrote a song that later became known as Famous Last Words. Oh. That's what the song is about, it's about Mikey leaving. Oh. And I know that I can make you stay. So the song was inspired by Mikey's departure, including lyrics such as, I know that I can make you stay, but where's your heart? And I know there's nothing I can say to change that part. So Gerard was plagued by night terrors and horrific dreams. He often woke up feeling like someone had been strangling him in his sleep and he had vivid nightmares of watching his loved ones burn to death. Sorry, why did they not all leave? (laughs) So he talks about these terrors at the beginning of the song Sleep. The recording distorted and glitching. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's like, what does he even say? He says something like, something about being choked or being strangled or something like that. He actually says at the start of the song, but it's it's about the dreams and the night terrors he was having while he was in that mansion. So the band would often hear things like the sounds of dogs barking or voices murmuring when there was no one else around. Doors would slam in empty rooms. And on more than one occasion, the band returned home from a night out to discover every bathtub in the place had filled mysteriously with water. Like, I would just not stay. I don't like that. that I don't know why like, that creeps me out a lot. Are we sure this isn't Mikey going around? <laughs> he never left. He Wait, was just there on. like, hey. Hang on, is it your ex? Is that, is that the twist? That's it. It was my ex all along. <laughs> so Ray swears he once saw a ghostly apparition at the end of a dark hallway. The house was always cold, despite being in Los Angeles, and they brought in space heaters to fill the cavernous ballroom they used as a practice space. Gerard likened the Paramore to the Overlook Hotel in The Shining, and would go on to say that the band truly felt like they were losing their minds as they stayed there. Gerard fought daily with the visceral urge to leap into the pool and sink to the bottom. A visceral urge. (laughs) An area called the Heavy Room became one of Gerard's most frequented spots. He often left strange notes there, including one that read, We are all just a black parade. This, of course, is the inspiration behind the album's name and replaced the working title of The Rise and Fall of My Chemical Romance. Hmm. In the Black Parade liner notes, Gerard says that the house was consuming us. That's a quote. It's so creepy. And in fact, in very early demos, the song that would go on to become the iconic Welcome to the Black Parade was first called The Five of Us Are Dying. Jesus. The, <laughs> the band avoids talking about the record's production because of what they went through at the manor and the band ended up leaving the eerie place before their scheduled time. That's terrifying. Yeah. Why would you stay? Just stay in this horror house. I don't know. But all those little bits are so creepy, like the five of us are dying. I read a couple of articles and kind of pulled from a few of them, but like, I can imagine it in my head. Like everyone's going around in some weird days and they're meeting up and they're writing songs yeah. and then weird shit's happening. And it's actually so creepy. It would make a good movie. Yeah, but what you said there about The Shining, like that's what I'm picturing in my head. Everyone's just getting a bit madder yeah, every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Insane. Ooh, no, thank you. While we're on the, I don't know, gothness, will oh, I tell you another oh, one? Oh, yeah, oh, that's very apt because I have one about Laurie Yolanen from the Rasmus. Yolanen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong country. I think he's Finnish, is he? Yeah. I had the Rasmus album, did you? I feel terrible. like I did. I definitely had the single at least, but probably the album. It was off. Do you remember he had the feathers in his hair? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm. 
cool. <laughs> well, apparently he has been quoted as saying he's a magnet for all supernatural things. Whatever that means. He said he has a big sister and her ghost has come to him in different forms multiple times. Is the sister dead? So I was confused <laughs> when I was reading this. But what I'm gathering is he has an actual big sister who is alive and well. But this ghost comes to him and he said she's all mostly in the form of a child sitting on his bed oh. on her knees with her face turned down. But he always recognizes it as his sister. Okay. Which is terrifying. Um, and he said it's not scary. It's actually quite calm. But he's never been able to open his mouth and actually speak to her. Because, I don't know. And he feels like she's trying to tell him something and is an important person in his life. Would he not, like, call her? <laughs> like, hey, sis, were you trying to ask me something last night? You were in my room again. <laughs> but he said, because when I read it, I was getting really confused because he said... She introduced him to all the bands in his youth, such as Nirvana, and she's even the one who encouraged him to start singing in a band. And I was like, his actual sister or the ghost? <laughs> so I don't know, but apparently there's this weird little child that falls around. And maybe someone should check on him. Does he need help, Laurie? <laughs> well, when you started and you were like, I'm kind of a magnet for all supernatural things. I was like, oh, fuck off. But like, I don't know. That story's very bizarre. It's a bit weird. Mm. Didn't really get it. No. But, you know. I actually remember I do have a supernatural story, an actual supernatural story. Go on. When I was a kid, I can't remember what year it was or what age I was at all. Like, I probably was young teen, like, even, like, 11 or 12. Like, I don't know. I feel like I was kind of that age. My auntie's husband was dying of cancer. And, like, he was in palliative care. And, like, they literally knew, like, expect the phone call tonight. And we were sitting watching the TV. I think it might have just been me and my mom. Because we used to put my sister to bed because she's younger. And then it would just be me and my mom stay up and watch something. And we were literally sitting there watching TV. And there was this bang in the kitchen. And the phone rang at the same time. And the phone call was to say that he had passed away. And when we went into the kitchen, there was like a sliced pan like in the middle of the kitchen floor. <laughs> I know, it's so it's so random. And like I've told people the story and they're like, and was bread significant <laughs> to him? <laughs> he really liked bread, so we knew it was him. <laughs> but like, it was literally in the middle of the kitchen floor. Like it had fallen off the press. That's what the bang was that we heard. was yeah. the bread falling. But like... How did the whole pan fall? Like, it was on the press. Like, it, it, just, it made no sense. The bread bandit is on my <laughs> That's when my uncle became the bread bandit after he passed away. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was like an unexplainable thing. And the timing was like, we heard a bang and then the phone rang. Yeah. Because we were so freaked about it. Not freaked, but we were like, he sent us a message. <laughs> what would the message be? He died. <laughs> Oh, I have to tell you this really funny story, actually. Well, it's not a story. I was looking up Halloween costumes. So Hayley Williams obviously dressed up as Chucky Mm -hmm. because she's got ginger hair. But Buddy Nielsen, so he dressed up as a pimp, which, I mean, would you expect anything else? But he also once dressed up as a dead graduated pickle. What's a graduated pickle? Like one that's graduating from high school. Sorry? So we wore a graduation gown and safety pins sandwich pickles to the whole thing and wore a bald cap that was painted green. Is there such thing 
in food as a graduated pickle? Like, is that what he was doing? Was it like a pawn? <laughs> I don't know. But why was it dead? This <laughs> was pickles. I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever read. A dead graduated pickle. <laughs> okay. He's actually, everybody should go and follow him on social media. His social media is the best. Buddy Nielsen from Census Fail, he has, he's just playing, uh, playing this game where he's just says the most insane things and posts the most insane things that he can think of. And like, because he's getting such a reaction, he keeps doing it. And it's not controversial things a la Ronnie Radka. Like he's just being he's, so yeah. funny. Like what I love about him is he's so honest about his kids. When he's like, they're hard fucking work. Did you see when he put up um, his son was like looking for his mom? I never see his Instagram. You always send me his Instagram, oh, but I always so see his Twitter. Funny. So he said basically, I forget his younger kid's name, but he didn't want to like take a nap or anything. And he was looking for mom. So then like the next three clips were just him with the son like devastated or like bawling, crying. And the background music was mama. <laughs> I sent you some meme that he posted on Twitter and it was about like Pornhub or something. It oh, was, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. It's just like he just posts things like he's, I don't know. Like, the, yeah, like they're not controversial or anything. They're just gas. Yeah. Just like, it was a picture of him sitting on a couch. Oh, he was, it was something about like not being able to pay for something or something like that. And then he posted a picture of himself and the Pornhub logo in the oh, yeah. corner, like as if he was going to pay for the services with sex or whatever. But like, it's just like post mad shit. And people so are like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans for Halloween this year? Mm. No, it's a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. Oh, I tell you, it's my work anniversary. How sad is that? That's exciting. <laughs> I started in my work six years ago. Yay. Ooh. That's about it, really. I have something scary planned for Tuesday. Going to my work. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> um, no, because we'll just a be horror back show. from Brussels. Yeah. So, but if anyone's looking for plans and happens to not be in work on the Tuesday, please go to Outcasts. We are raging we can't go. If it was the Sunday night, we could go. But unfortunately, it's the Monday night, so I am in work on Tuesday, so I can't go. Because we're old. But they're having a big spooky Halloween special. It's going to be unreal. I cannot wait to go to the next outcast that I'm yeah. actually like free and able to go to because I haven't been able to go for the last like three every time we text each other and we're like oh it's on this date and then it's like oh I can't go because this I can't go because this yeah. I can't so we haven't been able to make it but I'm like chomping at the bit yeah. I want to go again any Irish person that has not been you need to go yes if you want a dance floor where you're like screaming along to Lincoln Park and follow boy and just, just having a good time yeah it's like the wedding who... we were at all over again yeah people who are on your vibe and of your age as well, I felt like it was very age appropriate. Yo, we didn't, speaking of age appropriate, we didn't talk about Loveless. Loveless, we went to see, <laughs> speaking of age appropriate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, because when you were like people your age, everyone at Loveless was like fucking 20 years younger than us. Yeah, so we went to see Loveless the Tuesday before we went to Manchester. We saw them in the green room in the Academy, which is such a good venue because it's so small. And everybody there was 10 years old to the point that the venue wasn't serving alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's your man, the lead singer's name? Julian. Julian was drinking a beer on stage and he was like, 
Uh, sorry, I didn't know this was like a dry gig. I feel kind of bad drinking a beer. And he goes, you know, and I look out on stage and there's not one child here. I was like, what the fuck? Everyone here is a child. What's he talking about? <laughs> I think he's a baby. I actually don't know what age he is, but he looks really young. Everyone there was super young. Like, but you know what? I was looking at them. Not that I thought of my. Well, maybe I did think of myself when I looked at them. But you know, when you were that age, and you went to gigs, and you were a bit weird. Like I was a bit weird in school. I'll admit that. And I mean weird in the sense that I just didn't really know how to like be myself or whatever yeah. in school. There is those years when you're a teenager where you're really just trying to figure shit out. Yeah, and you just felt weird, and like when you were outside of school with your friends, and you could dress how you wanted and listen to like the music and stuff you felt cool but then when you were in school you just weren't like that you weren't that confident and I remember going to gigs and listening to the band and feeling so like you fit in and like these are my people and everyone here is like for a good time you thought you were like I can just think of this one picture of me from that Aiden gig that we met at (laughs) and like I'm wearing first of all I have purple hair like the bottom of my hair was purple I'm wearing this green top from H&M. Do you know what? I actually could picture the green top in my head when you said what you were wearing. I might have been wearing fingerless gloves. (laughs) I think I might have. Like, just hideous. But I thought I was so cool. And that's exactly what I thought of when I saw all these girls and guys. And I was like, they must feel so cool, even though they don't look it. Sorry, no offense. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know what I mean. And then also because loveless seemed to be so inclusive you know they had the pride flag and man was wearing the pride band and they put a lot of effort into like speaking to the crowd and like taking he took your one's phone and did like a a video or whatever and I was like those kids must be so appreciative and go home and feel like the coolest people ever like they can walk into school tomorrow and be like I'm fucking cool because your man from Loveless gave me a high five like I, I remember going to gigs when I was younger and going to school the next day and nobody knew who the band was or nobody knew what, but I felt so special that I was like, I experienced something incredible last night with a group of like-minded people. Yeah. And I walked in the next day, like just walking on air, just being like, no yeah. one even understands what happened to me, but like it was next level. Yeah. They're, but they're the vibes I got off that Loveless gig, even though we were older than everyone else there. <laughs> older than everyone. Speaking of like being an awkward teenager and all, I remember I went through this phase, so I didn't... When it's I, not a phase, mom. <laughs> when I got into my awkward rock goth phase in school, there wasn't actually very many like rockers in my school at all. And the ones that were there were horrible. Like, you couldn't be in their gang. Where I always thought that the rock scene was supposed to be very accepting. Mm-hmm. They were, like, too cool for school. Like, they wouldn't... Like, I couldn't sit with them, basically. You can't sit with us. So I made friends with this girl who was really nice she was very odd like very odd and to the point that like I I hung out with her a lot and I, like I liked her don't get me wrong like <laughs> but like I feel like we only hung out because we didn't have anyone else to hang out with mm-hmm. I don't feel like we were vibing yeah. you know yeah she was just real awkward and awkward talking to me and we were supposed to be friends like it was I don't know it was weird and then we somehow made friends with this guy called Gary shout out to Gary if I ever match with you in a dating app and he was really strange as well. I think we found him on vampirefreaks.com or MySpace or something. But we used to hang out, the three of us. 
And then it was Halloween. So I dressed up as Marilyn Manson and I dressed up as like Twiggy from Marilyn Manson. And then Gary dressed up as somebody else from the same band. And we just like, we didn't go trick or treating because we were too old. We just like hung out in costumes. Then I think had a sleepover in my house. The three of us dressed up as Marilyn Manson. I dressed up as Marilyn Manson. You can can cancel me. There are photographs. I don't know where they are, but like I can see them in my head. I think they were with a like flash camera oh yeah like a yeah disposable camera or something so they're all like really washed out looking and then there's all pictures of us after like sitting around in pajamas <laughs> but it was just really weird but that sounds wholesome it was very wholesome because we didn't drink like we were we were wholesome children but that's nice that like you were friends even though it's probably like a bunch friends of, of convenience <laughs> rather than like anything else but there's like no one in my school there like who was into that kind of music maybe like three people or something mm. but there was a community of us out there you know? <laughs> we were going to our all ages gigs at the weekend yeah so cool living our best lives going to shows seeing aiden seeing i don't know who else is bayside bayside the, the sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> also Kaya, if she didn't go back to me you can go on mine oh thank you because also i also in case you have a little bit stinky i have an effort you know it is behind. Just to let you know, it's behind in my closet. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, in case you might trip, uh, just to let you know, my stool is by, by my hand. So uh, when you're like watching your hand, I'll just call me in that now, okay? Thank you so much. So, <laughs> Danny's daughter just told me I could use her bathroom because in case it's a little bit stinky, she has an air freshener in there. <laughs> I feel like you've used her bathroom before. <laughs> oh, gas child, gas child. Any last words of horror for this Halloween episode? Um, just that I love Halloween and I love everyone and I love music and I love gigs and... <laughs> Why did we wrap up into this very wholesome episode <laughs> about know. like acceptance at a gig? <laughs> um, I don't know, it just, I think doing this podcast just brings back all the nostalgia and like we're having the time of our lives. We actually are. We are. And I can't wait for our next Brussels adventure. Oh god, do I have to tell you what band I'm doing next now? Yes. Oh, I feel like you're gonna hate it. I feel like I know who it is. Go on. Who on? Go on. No, no, you tell me. How do you know who it is? Tell me. I'll tell you. Why? What makes you know? Tell me. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do them, but now I've committed to them in my head, so fine. I'm doing Simple Plan. Okay. I feel like you said something at the gig. You were like dancing to some song and you were like, this is the band. This is our next episode or something. So something came on and you, it was a simple plan song and you started going, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. And I was like, Rick, change the subject, change the subject. <laughs> no, I don't know. I thought you were singing The Great Escape. <laughs> and I was like, they're the next band that we're doing. And so I thought it was them the whole time. But I didn't start listening to them. That was a joke. I, would, I wouldn't do them. But I do love that song. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do Simple Plan. Okay. I think they came on in one of my playlists. And I was like, I used to love Simple Plan. Again, they're one of those embarrassing bands to listen to. I, yeah, I never got into them. So this is going to be new for me. But I did listen to their album. And then I was like, I know all these songs. And I think they have very few albums. So Yeah, I was just about to say, how many albums do I have to listen to? Because I've been back in my Fall Out Boy phase. Oh, yeah. Trying to prepare for, for this. Yeah, so this I don't store. think there's many. It's fine. <laughs> 
So I hope you enjoyed our spooky Halloween episode. Please tell us your paranormal experiences below or come over to our Instagram and talk to us there because you can't really talk to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. But you can leave us a review, which you should do. And you should also follow us on Spotify because you can do that also. Yes. And And you should also go to Outcast. Go to Outcast. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. We're Foundations of Emo on both of them. And on Twitter, we're Foundations Emo. I only follow Buddy Nielsen there, so <laughs> I don't post anything. You should also follow Buddy Nielsen. Follow Buddy Nielsen. He needs the support. He needs some more followers. <laughs> yeah, that is that is our spooky episode. So we will talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs>